Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hello, friends. Doc Holliday here, host of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I got some sad news for you today. Some real sad news. We got a great show for you, and we got some great things you want to hear about. But I do have to tell you, there's some sad news I have to tell you about in just a minute. Folks, I'm telling you, I've looked at statistics, and I've looked at statistics, and I've studied and studied and tried to study over and over again, and I just have to tell you, i got some sad news to tell you, and I'm going to tell you about it in just a moment. Before I get to the sad news, I'm going to tell you, you are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, where we have a great time, you hear things you won't hear anywhere else, and that's why I have to tell you the sad news in just a few moments. Before I do, let me tell you, don't turn off the radio, don't click off the internet, because this is a great Doc Holliday's Tea Party radio show, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net, that's webtalkradio.net, I'm glad you're listening, because you need to hear the sad news, and it's not the end of the line, though. The train will keep on going if we can get some fire in that engine, but let me tell you, that today's program is going to deal with something that's very sad. Now, after that, we're going to move in to the presidential politics and the Republican nomination, the race for the Republican nomination. We've been talking about it, and we're going to spend some time about it on today's show. You want to listen to that? And the Tombstone of the Week Award, it goes to a former vice president of the United States. And I won't tell you who he is until... We get to the Tombstone of the Week Award, and you don't want to miss this week's Rock of Liberty speech. Like I said, we've got to get some fire in the engine. Got a very important Rock of Liberty speech coming up. So this entire show, you need to look at it as the whole. And now, what kind of sad news do I have to tell you? Well, I have studied statistics, and I've looked, and I've listened, and you got to remember something. We got the left wingers in charge of the mainstream media. We know that. Everybody knows that. And I believe they are being a cheerleader for this economy. I remember President Obama had not been in office but just a few weeks, and Newsweek declared that we were out of the recession. And uh, they did also declare we're all socialists now. And so we are, it looks like, as of, as of 2011. But the sad news is, folks, there's 25 million Americans wanting to work and they can't find jobs. I'm telling you, there are 46 million Americans on food stamps. We got a president who's been who's downgraded the credit. He's got more people on food stamps than ever before. And he's, he's getting ready to make a job speech this week, folks. 
this week. It's Labor Day and the week of Labor Day. And after almost three years in office, the president's going to make a speech about jobs. About jobs. 25 million people have been waiting for jobs since he was inaugurated. And unemployment. He said, pass the stimulus. Our unemployment will go over 8%. Well, folks, we passed it. It went way beyond 8%. It touched 10%, down to 9% now. But people are hurting all over America. It doesn't matter if you're white or black, rich or poor. Folks, we need jobs in America. We all depend on each other, and we depend on the American economy. And I've looked at statistics to say that we've come out of recession, and then we got an economy that's slowing down again. We are borrowing. We've talked about it on this show. Our country's national debt is like a fire that's burning. It's burning. And we got people in Congress in the leadership in the White House are talking about building onto a second floor when the basement's on fire. And the sad news is, folks, I'm tired of hearing people saying we're in the state of recovery. We've been hearing about the recovery for two years now. I haven't seen it. There are people out there hurting. You're hurting. I'm hurting. We're all hurting for America. We can feel the pain. And folks, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. This is Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Nobody else will say it, but Doc Holliday is going to say it. We are in the 21st century Great Depression. Yes, you heard it right. We are in the 21st century Great Depression. I believe this country is in a depression. We need some new leadership. We need some people to say what you've tried has not worked. That's why we're in this depression. We have got to look at what has worked before. Look at Ronald Reagan in 1980 and 80 when he won the election, got into the office. Their unemployment went on up as 10%, but he had a plan of action. You cut the taxes. You push money into the private sector. Let them find where the stimulus is needed. And time and time again, I've told you about it. You've told the leaders in your state about it. And everybody's been trying to tell the White House about it. And no one will listen. They go back and try the policies of FDR and it never, never worked. The only thing that got us out of the Great Depression was World War II. The last thing we need now is another war. We've had two, counting Libya's three. This nation needs jobs, not war. And we don't need to wait for war to try to pull us out of a depression. We need some action by bold leaders who know how to go in and cut taxes, get the private economy going again private enterprise is where the jobs are small businesses where the potential jobs are and we've got czars in the white house who are making more and more regulation you can go out and trot out all you want to president obama where you're trying to cut regulation there's no doubt about it what the epa has done is killed jobs we've talked about it in west virginia where they cut down a company that had uh, already had a a permit approved by the previous administration 
and this administration pulled that permit out from under them. They had already invested over $200 million, close to $300 million, and it was going to make jobs by the hundreds in West Virginia. Both Democratic senators said, let's not do it. They told the EPA not to do it. The EPA did it anyway. And then again, we saw in Alaska where a private company invested over $1 billion of their own private equity, own private money. And what happened? The EPA, the administration, said no. They pulled the permit after a billion-dollar investment. And you wonder... And you wonder why this country has sunk from a great recession into the Great Depression of the 21st century with poor leadership. And folks, the left-wing media and the mainstream media is not telling you like it is. It's a depression out there. It's a depression. And boy, do we ever need leadership change. And we, I don't know if we can wait to 2012. I just don't know if we can wait to November of 2012. We're going to have to. But in the meantime, we've got to start getting a game plan because the people in control now have not a clue how to make business, create jobs. You cannot create a job unless a business sees the potential for profit. When you've got an administration, you've got people filled up in that administration who's never run a business, they think profit is a bad word and they don't want to hear the word profit. But profits what causes jobs to be created. Wow. That's the depression that we're in. The depression I feel in. That's the sad news I had to share with you. That Doc Holliday is going to call it like it is. We are in the 21st century Great Depression. I'm going to say it because that's what it is. Now, let's learn how to get out of it. There is some good news. Some good news on the presidential front. We got some things shaping up, so let's go right into what's happening in presidential uh, politics in the race for the Republican nomination. Uh, Governor Rick Perry, like we've mentioned before, he has jumped in and and he's made a big splash, so big it's he's up ahead in the polls. He's ahead of Romney now. He's ahead of Michelle Bachman, ahead of Herman Cain. He's ahead of everyone by in some polls they got him up double digits. We got an interesting twist in the Republican nomination. Now people have eyes on uh, Sarah Palin, on uh, Rudolph Giuliani. Uh, We had the former governor of New York, Pataki, has said he will not make a run for the White House. It's getting very late in the game. Do we have all the players in? I think we pretty much do. We'll see. Rick Perry is formidable. And I've told you why as far as being able to raise some money and being able to stick out this game. The name recognition still is not strong with Governor Rick Perry, but it's getting stronger, and he's already got good poll numbers. So what does that mean? That means he's one to watch. Now, Governor Romney, ex-Governor Romney of Massachusetts, uh, was always the front-runner. Now he's finding himself running behind. He's acting cool. He's acting presidential. And I, I admire his uh, perseverance, and he's going to hit to the issues, and he's not trying to clobber Governor Perry. I think he has a good strategy. And we need to go after what's causing this great depression that this country's in, and it's the lack of leadership we have in the White House, lack of leadership we have in the Senate, 
And now with the new leadership in the House of Representatives, we finally got somebody trying to get some buckets and get some water and put out the national fires. Not happening because we got a bunch of buckets. Can't get the spigots turned on because the <laughs> Senate Majority Leader, Harry Reid, won't turn on the water to help put out the fire. And if he did, uh, I think the White House would probably have the EPA ban all the buckets because they're going to probably uh, ban water. <laughs> they're controlling carbon dioxide. They're probably going to ban water to put out fires because it's probably not tested enough. But anyway, let's <laughs> it can get far-fetched, but I laugh about it. We have to laugh about some of the far-fetched items, but people are hurting because of the regulations and mandates coming out of this administration and that's why we've moved into the 21st century Great Depression. And now, as we stick to presidential politics, I did have something to tell you about a letter from someone. I got an email, somebody I respect very much. He's been in, the, I'd say, the radio business over 50 years. I, had to, I can call him my friend. I'm not going to tell you his name right now. I hadn't asked for permission to read his letter. But I'm going to read what he said. He was very skeptical. Skeptical a few weeks ago about Governor Rick Perry and he in fact he he said this may what's everybody rushing to Governor Rick Perry and he was very much not wanting to be a part of the Perry camp so he made a he made a trek out to Texas and he wanted to see the governor firsthand and he did he met with Governor Rick Perry and Governor Rick Perry's wife and this is an email he sent me after he met with uh, Governor Perry and, his, and Governor Perry's wife. And this is in his email. He said, so please accept this as my personal report from Texas about what I concluded from being there. As for me and my house, dear friends, Governor Perry and his good wife, Annette, sealed the deal for me. We are now out of the bleachers. We are now off the curb. And we are no longer standing among spectators. He should not be left to stand alone. And we are prepared to follow his leadership in the terrible days ahead. And make no mistake, the rhino left, the media, and all those who will oppose him will stop at nothing to drive him out of the winner's circle. The stakes are very high. My friend, it's hard to get the wool pulled over his eyes. You can't do it. He's experienced, he's been around politics, he's been around leaders for decades. And when he sent me this letter about Governor Rick Perry, I tell you what, it means a lot. Because if you can convince this man, this seasoned veteran of politics and radio broadcasting, if you can convince him like that in such a persuasive way, I'm telling you, Governor Rick Perry is going to be hard to beat if he convinces the American people like he convinced my good friend. Presidential politics continue. We look at Michelle Bachman and her rise to stardom has taken a little, uh, I think the shine's been taken off by Governor Rick Perry. I was surprised that so many of the Tea Party folks that jumped right on to the Governor Rick Perry bandwagon. I, I knew that he, would, he has respect from the Tea Party but I really was surprised that so many jumped on the bandwagon so quick. And uh, that's leaving Herman Cain looking uh, lonelier and lonelier. And, uh, like we said, Rick Santorum, he's never really made a case. People like him, but he doesn't look like he can raise the money. Doesn't look like he'll be 
a contender. But there are some reasons why he's in there. Maybe, you know, the big question is vice presidential. Who's jockeying for that? Who, if, uh, if it's between Romney and Rick Perry and Michelle Bachman, can we say it's a three-way race? No, it's too soon for that. Somebody can make a big mistake. Can we say it's a two-way race between Governor Rick Perry and Governor Mitt Romney? Still too soon. But I'm telling you, the, we're starting to see the mass form and what it'll t what, uh, amount to, we're going to find out very shortly. And like I mentioned last week, remember, September 12th, Monday night, September 12th, I will be there live in Tampa, Florida as the Tea Party Express completes its tour, a two-week tour, a three-week tour, going through the nation and a lot of the key battleground states. And they are stopping in Tampa, Florida for a CNN Tea Party Express live presidential debate and i will be there doc holiday will be there i'll be one of the people ask well one of the people writing the questions to be asked to the presidential uh, contenders for the republican nomination there'll be many other tea party people there and i'm glad i was invited i look forward to going and if you got any questions you can still email them to me if you got any questions that you would like to hear the presidential candidate's answer in the Republican uh, debate on September 12th. Email me at, go to radio at teaparty.ms, radio at teaparty.ms. I'd love to see your questions. I'm still working on some of mine, and we hope to have some of those uh, presented in, in that night to the contestants. CNN will pick some. You know, it's hard to trust CNN. But uh, they are working with the Tea Party Express, so we hope we'll have a historic night. And uh, you'll be a part of it because I'm going to be a part of it. I'm glad to give you a, a firsthand acknowledgement that uh, it's going on. And I'll also be sure to get you in on anything I can. I'll be able to tell you about it when we report on, on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And we hope to be a part of a pre-event uh, dinner and an after event party and see all the candidates we can and meet all the, the people we can as a part of this presidential campaign and you will get the first-hand knowledge because i like you <laughs> i like my listeners listeners i love you for what you do every week to click on the doc holidays tea party some of you are new some of you are here for the first time so thank you for listening to doc holidays tea party we always have a lot of fun and a lot of times i get fired up and i hate to Start off with a downer on telling you the sad news that we are in uh, the 21st century Great Depression. But the good news is the Tea Party is here in America, and it's growing. Just like Doc Holliday's Tea Party, the Tea Party movement is growing, and I'm glad to be a part of it. And September 12th, I'll be there with CNN, and it's going to start at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Central, and be there live um, we're going to make it an historic event. And I'll be telling you all the details of Cameron and get back to Doc Holliday's Tea Party the following week. Now, let me remind you that you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And, hey, this is not the only show on webtalkradio.net. Be, be sure to click on those other shows. It's the best internet avenue for talk radio anywhere in the world i'm telling you that 
Let's go click on some other shows, but always go ahead and bookmark Doc Holiday's Tea Party. Every week we have a new show, you new listeners. You need to uh, go back and listen to some of the archive shows. It's easy to go back in the archives and click on, and sometimes you don't quite understand something. Go back and listen to our interviews with some of the great conservatives in our nation today. Now, let me also remind you before I get to the Tombstone of the Week Award that you are not only listening to Doc Holiday's Tea Party, but you can go to my website at www.teaparty.ms. Go to teaparty.ms, and there you can you can uh, click on some of the links I have to some of the articles I've written, some video uh, footage of some of the original Tea Party speeches that I've given. And not only that, we have a book. I have a book called called Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. And I'm telling you that there's a new book coming out this fall, and I'll be telling you more about it in the coming weeks. But it's about the Tea Party Doc Holliday's written it. There's some more, uh, more information we'll be giving and sharing in the next few weeks. But I do want to let you know that we're, we've got a new book coming out. And as it comes out, give you more information. Don't forget to go to wheresamericasjobs.com. Check that out. Click on the link right there on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And also the Tea Party Review Magazine. And I know the Tea Party Review Magazine is, uh, you can go there. And if you want to see some of the Tea Party Express uh, live tour. They got some live streaming video that comes from the Tea Party Express tour that's going on right now. So uh, check out Tea Party Review Magazine. Click on that banner and check it out. Subscribe to the magazine, the best new magazine out there today. It is time for this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award. It goes to none other then a former vice president of the United States for the words he spoke. And the words are repugnant. They're disgusting. But you know who said them? They were said by ex-vice president Gore. Yes, that's right, inventor of the internet. I would not be on this, uh, would not be on the Doc Holliday's Tea Party if Al Gore had not invented the internet. All right. <laughs> but since he invented the internet, he's got something that needs to be buried Six feet in the ground. And that's when he won't debate global warming. He says trying to debate global warming is like trying to talk to a racist in the 1960s. He said it's like trying to talk to Bull Connor, Birmingham chief of police who turned the water hoses on the African Americans they were protesting. I tell you what, that's really disgusting to compare global warming where we know, we know there are some uh, glitches we know that there's some scientists, actual scientists, have uh, miscued on the data. And do we just say the word lie? I don't know. I won't say the word lie, but I'll say they did some untruths and put it in there and stuck it in the data. And uh, Al Gore, you put it on your film, that hockey stick graph showing global warming is a bunch of bunk. This week's award does go to the words of ex-Vice President Al Gore because he compared global warming alarmists to people who are skeptical about global warming and compared them to racists. Now that is absolutely repugnant. Repugnant. And uh, I hope that's buried six feet in the ground and hope people would deal with Al Gore the way they should. They should just ignore the old man. Uh, Now, let's move on. (laughs) This... 
this uh, this week I got something to tell you about, and that is all these um, tragedies that's happened as far as uh, nature. We had an earthquake and on the east coast, and things shook up, and some cracks in buildings in Washington D.C., and then a few days later, in the same week, a hurricane comes up the east coast. Some people think is God trying to tell us something? Well, I think God is trying to tell us something, and maybe it isn't the time to. Uh, the bombs out of Washington, don't you think? I I take that as a I take that as a, a sign from up above. We need to shake up Washington, and there's nothing like shaking up Washington than rock splitting politics, and that's what we're getting down to in the Rock of Liberty speech. So let me tell you, on this week's Rock of Liberty speech, going to be a little different. There is a liberal columnist that has said some things that I actually agree with. He brings out some points from. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And as you know, because of the hurricane hit the East Coast uh, on August uh, 28th was the 48th anniversary of the I Have a Dream speech by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. there at the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And they were going to have a dedication of the uh, Dr. King's memorial in the, on the Washington Mall between the Jefferson Memorial and the Lincoln Memorial on August 28th just passed. But it didn't happen because of the hurricane. But a lot of people were reflecting on the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And there's one of the liberal uh, folks there from Washington, uh, E.J. Dion, that uh, many of you read his articles, always real prominent in Washington politics, but on a very liberal side. Now, he was talking about Dr. King, and he said one thing that people like to honor the King. Let me flip through these papers here so I can... I can get to the exact quote, but he said, Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech, he was saying it, it was an extended and impassioned essay on the American promise. And the civil rights movement's demands, he insisted, arose from American history's own vows. And he did. Dr. King said it was our founders who dug our wells deep. And he, and he went back, to, he didn't go back to some liberation theology. He went back to the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution and basically said, that privileged America had written the Negroes a bad check, is what he called it in his speech, I Have a Dream speech, in 1964. And now, uh, columnist E.J. Dion was talking about, he said, we honored a man, and we, as we honored a man, that sometimes we don't realize what a radical he is. And uh, King talked about that. Dr. King said that uh, basically... People were calling him an extremist. You get that? They called Dr. King an extremist. Well, what are they calling us in the Tea Party today? Well, let me let me tell you what Dr. King's response was back in the '60s. He said, when he was accused of extremism, he said, initially disappointed at being categorized as an extremist. He he wrote, as I continued to think about the matter. I gradually gained a measure of satisfaction from the label. I've never thought of being, you know, trying to feel what Dr. King felt. But being a part of the Tea Party movement, I'm telling you, we've been called extremists. We've been called hobbits. We've been called jihadists, uh, hostage takers. We, we've been getting uh, some extreme names. And I'm... I'm Boys, me it, it lifts me up to hear Dr. King and realize he was a radical at the time. He was an extremist at the time. Now he's being honored as the only 
person that has not been a military hero or a president of the United States on the mall. He's a Baptist preacher with words and passion and a principled policy that was rock-splitting politics. And his exact monument, the monument they have of Dr. King, he's standing with a stern face. And I don't know if, I, you know, there's other poses I'd like to see, but he's standing with a stern stern face like he's opposing anybody that will try to deny freedom for everyone. And what it is, it's like a piece of a rock that's been hewed hew out of a mountain of despair. And so, yeah, go on the internet and check out that visual. I love the visual. I love the life of Dr. Martin Luther King. It helped America in ways that it just cannot be fathomed. Now, where do we go from here? Forty years, over 40 years after Dr. King's assassination. Well, you know, just about uh, a month ago, we talked with his, uh, his niece, Dr. Alveda King. And you can go back and listen to that interview in the archives. It's easily marked. Just go back and listen to the interview with Dr. Alveda King. And one thing she reminded us, reminded you and me, audience all across America, she reminded us that her uncle was not to be idolized. He was not to be made an idol. We honor his courage and his devotion and what he did for America and the world. And that's the thing that I love reading about what this liberal columnist was talking about. King was called an extremist. He was called a radical. And that's what the mainstream media is trying to paint the Tea Party now as being extremist, as being radical. When we just want to put out the fires of the national debt. Well, we've been called things, and it's going to get worse, folks. It's going to get worse. And just as Dr. King has showed us how to stand up against despair and how not to give in and how not to become violent, we don't have to go back and rewrite a constitution. We don't have to go back like the people wanted Gaddafi out and had to resort to arms and killing. We resort to the vote. That's the legacy of the United States Constitution. Legacy of those who've gone before us who have fought and died and blood has spilled for your right to vote and have a voice in American government. And for that, we must get involved politically on a local level, state level, and a national level. And I do. I take great enthusiasm and encouragement from Dr. King. And some people would just be aghast at a Tea Party member, a Tea Party pusher, Doc Holliday's Tea Party, getting strength from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But I think it's, we walk hand in hand. I love my brother, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And now he wasn't a perfect man, and that's what his niece, Alveda, Dr. Alveda King, reminded us. No man is perfect. No woman's perfect. But we, we do have to have courage to stand up, and even when people call us extremists, or even when they call us a jihadist, and how they ever get that, I don't know. And even if a congresswoman from California tells us to go to H-E-L-L, we must keep going. We must carry on because 
What we have is we are patriots who see beyond the years. Where's our nation going? How can it survive with this unsustainable national uh, debt and the deficit every year, borrowing over a trillion dollars we don't have, printing money? It cannot go on. If you love your children and your grandchildren, if you love America, no matter what the far left causes, no matter the tricks they pull out of their bag, I'm reminded of in in that trilogy of Lord of the Rings, when uh, the, the, the good wizard there when one time said, no matter what comes through those gates, stand your ground. We don't know what's ahead, but the Tea Party folks, you, the listeners of Doc Holliday's Tea Party, together we must stand our ground. We must march forward. We will make mistakes. Others will make mistakes. But we must stand on principles and values of the Tea Party, which stand for limited government, getting rid of this, rid of this national debt. And we must work together. We're not going to all agree on everything. You're not going to agree on everything Doc Holliday says. But I can tell you this. We love America. And for America to have a great future for our children and grandchildren. We must put out the fires of the national debt, and we must see this Tea Party movement grow so that we can put people elected in office who have principles and values of the United, coming from the United States Constitution and has the leadership and the skills to see beyond the years. That's what the Tea Party is about. And that's why you're listening, and that's why I'm grateful for you and this Tea Party movement. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Whatever you do, don't forget, next week we have a great show. We got American Majority telling about what they're doing on Constitution Day of September 17th. So don't miss next week's show. It's going to be a good one. We've got a great interview with American Majority. Listen to us then. And until then, God bless you and get out there and stir up some tea. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.